Welcome to Real College Talk. I'm Morgan Heath-Powers. And I'm Nikhil Nambury. The Real College Talk podcast is your destination for honest and relevant college and post-secondary conversations. Our mission is to deliver real advice and true stories to make your post-graduation decision completely your own. Our motto, keep it real. Here to keep it real with us this week on the Real College Talk podcast as part of our Keep It Real series is Samantha Saveo. She is digital media coordinator for College Find Me, and we are so excited to be partnering with this organization. Listeners, you are in for a treat because Samantha has so much insight to share with all of you regarding her own experience in college at Brown University, but also what it's like to work for an organization like College Find Me that supports students like you as they're going through the process of, of applying and being accepted to schools. Um, Samantha, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. We're, we're, really, we're really enthused to have you on, and I'd love to, to learn a little bit as we get started as to how you got started with College Find Me, what kind of drew you to the organization, um, and, and you know if this was an industry that you always saw yourself working in. Of course. So I actually graduated college about a year ago, and my first job out of college was working as a high school Spanish teacher. And um, I really enjoyed working in education, but before that I had done marketing. So um, I was kind of looking for a way to combine both like communications and education. And so when I heard about College Find Me, I thought it was like a really great opportunity to be able to continue connecting with students, but also um, doing more along the lines of social media and marketing. And I think what um, really stood out to me about the organization is that it really focuses on the student and their passions and their individuality rather than just a test score or a resume and a list of activities. Um, so I think it can really help students kind of um, look within themselves to figure out what they want and then they can go from there and find the college that's best for them. Yeah, and I know I really resonated with um, with the mission of College Find Me and obviously you did as well. And since you're working there. Um, but before you were at College Find Me and uh, even before you were in college, uh, you had your high school experience. Can you tell us a little bit about what high school was like for you and how it brought you to where you are today? Sure, so in high school, I was very focused on academics. Um, I was part of a lot of different clubs and did extracurricular activities, so um, I ran track and cross country, and then I also did um, like the the science team, um, like the art honor society, Spanish honor society. So I kind of just did a bunch of different things, and um, I didn't realize that I would. I, I always knew that I loved languages and I loved Spanish, but I didn't realize that would be something that I would pursue later in college. Um, so I think. For me, high school was a lot of just exploring a bunch of different things, trying to figure it out. And then when I got to college, um, things kind of get exceedingly difficult. So that's when you kind of begin to um, narrow things down and figure out what you truly care about and want to pursue and what you may be not so interested in. I see. I see. And, and I think it's something we can all relate to in that. In high school, it's very easy to have multiple interests, but once you get to college, it's kind of like, okay, now you have to narrow it down. 
um, what what kind of drew you to a school like Brown University with that open curriculum? And and can you tell us a little bit of what was what college was like for you? Yeah, sure. So I I applied to a lot of different schools, mostly in the Northeast. Um, I'm from New York originally, so. I, I remember I had narrowed it down to Brown and another school that was um, like very rigid in their curriculum and you had to follow the, um, like all the requirements. And I actually accidentally applied to like the wrong school. It was like, instead of like the College of Arts and Sciences, I applied to like one of the other colleges and you couldn't switch. And I think that kind of scared me because I wasn't 100% sure on what I wanted to do. And I didn't want to be locked into um, a, like a set of courses before I figured that out. So that's what really drew me to Brown. Like um, when I found out they have the open curriculum and you can take uh, classes pass fail to try new things like they really encourage you to try things that maybe you're not so good at but you want to learn more about it and there won't be any repercussions there um, and I guess my time at Brown was um, definitely a really great experience that I met so many people from all different parts of the world um, the the professors were incredible and always um, very warm and welcoming and I did a semester in Granada, Spain, which was really fun. And I lived with the host family. Um, and then to finish off my final year, I did a thesis on Puerto Rican poetry, um, which is like my family background. And it was really cool to uh, kind of explore that and interview different poets and um, dive into that project. I love that you were like that's so awesome to identify when you were graduating high school that you wanted to go to a school that would allow you to explore like that because that's how you do find your specific interests so I hope our listeners are queuing in that if you don't know exactly what you want to do that's okay there are schools that that allow for that yeah and I know a lot of students are really buying into that whole that whole idea of being able to study across disciplines or being able to switch really easily. So that's something that a lot of people want to and need to be conscious of when they're applying for colleges is that certain colleges really don't allow you to switch, uh, switch your areas of interest and certain ones are more flexible. Um, in an earlier call when we were talking, you mentioned that uh, you switch concentrations during your time at Brown. Um, and I'm guessing the switch at a lot of schools can't have been an easy one, but uh, what was that process like at Brown and how do you think it affected your learning experience? Yeah, so when I started at Brown, I was a biology major, pre-med, and I did one year of that. So I took all of the math and science classes, like calculus and chemistry, biology. And after a year of that, I realized I did not enjoy any of it. I was not interested in the material, um, and I didn't see myself doing that for, for the future. So um, I had a really good advisor, and then when I was talking to her, she asked me like you know think about out of all the classes you took which ones did you really enjoy and I was always very focused on like utility I was like what's the most useful class like I you know I want to um, take classes that are I guess more practical or something like that but um, 
she was like, well, don't worry about that. Just think about what you like. And so the only class that I really liked that whole year is my Spanish class. Um, and so she's like, just continue taking Spanish classes and see what happens. And, you know, you'll figure out what you want to do. So I kept taking Spanish classes. I ended up becoming um, a Hispanic culture and literature major. And it's basically like an English major, but just everything's in Spanish instead of English. Lots of reading and writing. Um, and I think it was really um, interesting for me because I did not grow up speaking Spanish. So I, um, I learned it in high school. And, and then when I got to college, I uh, realized that I had memorized a lot of it and I could like write it and read it, but I couldn't speak it very well. And the professor was like very, very strict. And he would just make you, he'd be like, repeat that, repeat that. Like you just make you repeat it until you got it perfect. And that was kind of like a wake up call to me because I really wanted to like actually know the language, like actually be able to talk to people and travel. Um, and so it was actually like a big step out of my comfort zone because that's not my first language. Um, and also like my mom is Puerto Rican, but she um, doesn't really like speaking Spanish and she's not very close with her family. So I never really learned about that side of my family. So I was able to just like read all of these poems from Puerto Rico and literature from Puerto Rico and kind of like learn about it that way through my studies, which was like a really cool way to explore my own identity. And I never thought I would end up doing that. I really thought I would be, you know, doing science and math and on a very like set track. Um, and it was kind of scary to do the humanities, right? Because you're not entirely sure what that means career-wise. But I do think it was like worth the risk in the end. Mm. Thank, thank you so much for sharing that. I'm, I'm curious as to whether or not like, are you, how does, how does that impact your, your field that you work in right now? Because now you're working in digital media, you're working in marketing, and a lot of schools and classes don't necessarily teach concrete skills about that. Um, how, how did your, your classes at Brown and your focus in Spanish, how did that impact your ability to work in the, in your career at College Find Me right now? Yeah, so I think, um, with any humanities class, they do train you for, like, critical thinking skills and writing and communication. So I think for my current job, um, one thing that, really came in handy was just the fact that like for my Spanish classes I had to do so many presentations and it was presentations in a language that's not my first language so kind of scary because you know you're worried you're not only worried about the content but like also the pronunciation and how you sound and things like that so um, once I, I started getting more comfortable like speaking in Spanish in front of people that really helped I think in pretty much every job that I've done like especially teaching and especially marketing like where I'll need to um, you know, present the data um, to my colleagues and things like that. And I think, um, though I don't really use Spanish on the day-to-day -day here, like, we, um, we definitely work with students in Latin America, but um, on my end, I mostly focus on the U.S. But I think um, even, you know, even just, like, talking to people in the office in Spanish, and um, it's, it's just something that I think, uh, like languages really connect people. So that's one thing that I also really took away, kind of, um, it expands the number of people that you can, you can talk to and connect with. No, in our last episode. I'm, I'm really glad you said about, that. He talked about very similar things, just in that, like, even him being a tour guide and having to speak in front of people 
helps him in his career right now. And it's those, it's those soft skills yeah. that aren't, aren't really that soft. They're very, very important that can truly help you in whatever career you go into. Sorry, Nikhil. I just wanted to add that. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I'm really glad that you mentioned um, how languages can really expand who you connect with because uh, especially during my time here at Notre Dame, I found that languages can be a huge bonding tool, especially among international students who are far from home. Um, just being able to have that little piece of home can be really important to someone. So I'm sure you found that out during your time studying uh, Hispanic culture at Brown. Um, we're going to shift gears a little bit. And, you know, you were also a very accomplished writer during your time at Brown. You didn't just stick to one thing. Um, so you wrote quite a bit for the Brown Daily Herald. I did come across one of your articles. Uh, it was in uh, HuffPost, and it's titled In Favor of the Gap Year. Um, can you share a little more about your take on the gap year and its value to graduating seniors? Of course, um, and thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, so for the gap year, yeah, I think there's like a big misconception and I definitely believe this when I was starting college that you need to just like rush to the finish line. Like you need to just start college, get through it. Um, and if you take a break even for a second, that's, you know, that's not, um, acceptable or something like that, which is completely untrue. Um, and it's like studies have actually shown that the students that take time off and take a gap year um come in like more prepared they have had time to like recuperate from high school less of a chance of burnout um and there's so much that you can do with that gap year too that is um really valuable to your experience in college and can actually help you figure out what you want to do before you even get there so you don't have to change your major and i think a lot of there's like a, another misconception that you have to be really wealthy to do a gap year and there's a like there's a ton of stories about people who just like sailed around thailand or like went traveling or something and like sure there are people that do that but there are also people that spend a year doing like an internship or volunteer opportunities and it can actually be like really affordable too so i think um I think that like gap years sometimes get a bad rap that they definitely don't deserve. And I, I honestly wish that I had taken them on myself because um, based on people that I know that have done it, they've all had really good experiences. Mm. Morgan, any thoughts as, yeah. <laughs> as a current student taking a gap year? Um, I can totally echo that in that I did not at all want to or consider taking a gap year because I, I, I think you said it really well. The conception is that you have to rush to the finish line you have to keep moving um and in reality there's so many opportunities to um just press pause on school for a moment um i think it's it's an interesting experience in itself to suddenly not identify as a student <laughs> um i was making a dentist appointment the other day and and the receptionist was asking how it would work around my school schedule and i said actually no it's just needs to work around my work schedule and i think um I think that's a really good experience to have. And so to anybody who's who's considering taking a gap year, I would just say make a plan because you can learn just as much in your gap year as you would in traditional education, except it's, it's just different. Um, so whether that's working or like Samantha said, having an internship or volunteering or traveling, just like, what do you, what do you want to learn? How do you want to grow personally 
and professionally as you go. Um, yeah, thank thank you so much for sharing that. I think I, it's a great article, and I and I hope that our listeners go forth and and read it. Yeah, make sure to check that out. I I learned quite a bit from it. Kind of kicked myself for not taking a gap year myself, but um, you know, you you do a really good job of tackling some misconceptions in that and in a, a, a few other articles you have written. There's another misconception that I want to address, and it's um, there's this whole perception in the public that selective schools are like the only avenue to success. Um, and we're seeing it affect how students choose their applications and where they go to college when they're not really considering things like fit. You recently graduated from a, a highly selective university, and you seem to absolutely love it. But can you speak on how much selectivity should play a role in a student's decision? Yes. So I think, um, to be completely transparent, when I was applying to colleges, I was very, very focused on the name and the prestige. And um, I honestly did not really think about fit at all. I just kept looking at, um, like, acceptance rates. And that was, you know... I think I did end up at a school that I really liked, but um, that is not the way that, that I would go about it if I was applying to college today. I think it's really important to consider like all of the factors, like what is a school culture like and what types of programs do they offer? Um, you know, like, is this in a location that I really enjoy and things like that. And I think um, as a high school student, I just wasn't, um, really aware of those types of things that I had to consider. And sometimes I would just go um, on like the college tours and just think, oh, this campus is really pretty cool. Like I would think about a lot of the superficial aspects and not so much about, do I see myself here? Like, is this a good fit for me? Um, so I think a lot of students are like, oh, what school except me? But it's more like, you know, what school do you want? You're the one making the choice. Um, and you're the one that has the power in this situation. And going back to, um, like prestigious schools, selective schools. Um, I will say that, you know, no matter what school you go to, if you make the most of your experience, you will walk away being prepared for a career. Um, and you will walk away having made connections with people that are very valuable. Um, I will say like for network, I think uh, selective schools do tend to have much stronger network and much stronger bond there. And that is kind of what can help you um, enter different careers a little bit more easily um but in terms of you know what you get out of the courses and and um how you're spending your time that's entirely up to you and and i think that people can be successful at any school they choose and to add on to that um i think you know obviously there's a reason why certain schools are are more selective there's a reason why a lot of people want to go there um, I think it's just the the thought that someone should go there because it's selective and no other reason. And it's it's a lot. It goes a lot deeper than that. There there are a lot better reasons to go to a selective school than just its selectivity. Right. You talked about making the most exactly. Of yeah. And obviously, you stood out at Brown when you were able to 
dive into your focus in Spanish and, and create, you know, create these articles that we're still talking about today is that I hope that our listeners ask themselves, you know, where can I be the most successful? Where will I be happiest and where will I do my best? And, and regardless of the name, that will always work in your favor. You know, you don't want to go to some super selective school and be struggling and, and falling behind the entire time. Like, no, know, know what you're going into. Um, and, and I'm glad you talked about network as well. That that's there. Um, of course, we all got connected through the College Find Me Network. Um, and you talked about kind of your approach to college applications. I would love to hear what are, what are some of the resources that College Find Me offers now that you would have used when you were applying? A college, a college search feature, which I think is really helpful. And you can look at like the school size and um, the demographics of the school and the different programs that they're known for and things like that. So it really helps you um, narrow down your search. And I, but I think my, my favorite feature that I would have used in high school is um, when you're creating your profile, you put in your passions and like what you're passionate about, what you're interested in. And especially if you start using the app like early on in ninth through 10th grade, it really guides you through these different exercises where you're thinking critically about your your own life and your own interests. And that was something I never really did. I would kind of just do activities and try to build a resume, um, but I wasn't really like being very introspective about it and, and thinking about um, what I wanted or what I needed as a student. So I think we really encourage kids to do that and to look within themselves and um, figure out what is important to them and what they value. Um, and we also have scholarship opportunities, which are always very important. College is really expensive. Um, and so I, I definitely would have loved to apply to some of those. Um, we have internship opportunities. We have blogs written by um, real students. And I know Morgan just wrote us a blog, which we're really excited about. So once that's released, definitely check that out. Um, and those are really helpful because it's it's not just like a generic article written by some adults. It's real kids telling you about their experience, what they've been through, and kind of showing you like, you're not alone in this. We also went through something similar, or here's our advice, here are our tips. Um, and yeah, those are some of the resources that we offer at College Find Me. Yeah, I, I really like those resources and how personal they are. Um, it, it's a it's a tool that really can guide the whole arc of of a high school student's experience starting in freshman and sophomore year and I'm not just saying that because we're partnering with you I I did it myself my senior year and uh, I just wish I had done it sooner um, but it's not too late if you're a high school student make sure to check out college find me and uh, speaking of high school students, if you could go back to your senior year in high school, what advice would you have given yourself? Oh my goodness, that's a, <laughs> uh, a long time ago. Let's see. So I think I would just say not to be so hard on myself um, because I probably placed a lot of like self-worth and self-confidence on those college acceptances. And I think at the end of the day, you just need to realize that like you're like the school that is right for you, like it will work out with that school. And um, sometimes like rejections are really tough, but if you're just really focused on like 
numbers and percentages and test scores, it's, it, that's not really um, going to make you feel like happy or fulfilled in the process. And I think what we encourage kids to do at College Find Me is like to just think about what makes them unique, what makes them stand out, what do they care about as students. Um, and I wish like I could go back in time and kind of change my mindset to be more like that. So I was um, just more focused on what I have to offer to the school and not what the school um, has to offer to me, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. That, that's yeah. awesome. You you mentioned how you know rejections can can suck, um, <laughs> but I think acceptances, you know, they they mean even more when it's not when it's not just a selective school, but like you said, where where they fit, where you're excited to experience what that school has to offer. Um, it's even more exciting to get to go. Um, as we wrap up, I wanted to give you one super fun question because I think especially going to Brown with that that open curriculum and, and with you being able to kind of take your own path with that I would love to know that if you could teach one specific lesson um, if you if you could you know advocate for for a specific lesson or a specific class to be taught in college campuses across the country that's maybe lacking right now in our traditional education um, what what might that be yeah, so like I said, I'm very passionate about languages. So I think I would teach a course about the importance of like learning more than one language. I think, um, I don't know, just the whole aspect of being able to connect with people from other cultures and um, engage with them. And I know like here in the US, a lot of people only know one language and that's fine, but um, if we can really like expand our horizons there and think about how many more people we could we could like connect with on a deeper personal level if we learned another language or a couple more languages. I didn't think of it that way that like if the entire country you know took it upon took it upon if, if everyone took it upon themselves to to expand their ability to connect it, it could really it could change the world. That's pretty cool. Um, I know, uh, I know, sorry to cut you off, but I know my mom has been pestering me about learning a new language, so she's going to watch this, and then I, you know, after being here, I, I understand the importance a little bit more, so um, thank you for saying that. I, I'm definitely going to use it as motivation for myself, I think. I know, Real College Talk Challenge, we've got to do an episode in Spanish at some point. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. We can do it. We can do it. Yes. Yes. Samantha, thank you so much for coming on. You shared so, so much great insight with our listeners. Everything from, you know, your high school experience and how you would have used College Find Me to, to support you in finding a school that really fits your interests, that allows you to explore and, and try different things and, and succeed and fail because we all will eventually find our place and our goal here at this podcast is to give people as many tools, as many resources and, and stories like yours to help that process be a little bit smoother. Um, so thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Samantha. And that's a wrap to this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our mission is to deliver insights and advice that will empower you to jumpstart your life in high school, college, your career, and beyond. But the real talk doesn't stop here. To spread the message of Real College Talk, 
Share this episode with someone who you know could benefit from it. Keep the conversation going and reach out to realcollegetalk101 at gmail.com to let us know what topics and guests you hope to hear from next. Nikhil, did you know we're on seven podcasting platforms? Are you for real? We always keep it real here at RCT. To catch our real talk, listen on Spotify, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or visit anchor.fm slash realcollegetalk for more options. Wait, Morgan, you're forgetting one more thing. Oh, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at realcollegetalk. We love featuring our guests and connecting with listeners like you. In the meantime, keep it real. Keep it real.